0: Oh, I had a lovely cup of coffee this morning, thanks to you. Did you? Yeah, yeah, from your coffee supplier. Oh, yeah. Started using. We should be sponsored by them, and then we could mention their names on the podcast.
1: Well, but there's nothing to stop us mentioning Coffee Compass. No, okay. Coffee Compass, based in Littlehampton, lovely
0: coffee, yeah, terrific. Good. Yeah, I know. Good. But also, I think coffee always tastes better when someone else has made it. I don't think it tastes as good as when you made it for me somehow. Oh, okay. But it's still well, very good.
1: Well, anyway, more the key thing is, is the effect still being felt? Oh, yeah. Are you perky and lively? Are you ready to give us your best? I
0: am now. Albeit it was oh, this okay. morning that I drunk the coffee. <laughs> well, very, must have been very strong. <laughs> it's been a busy day. I'm not Look, even the sun has set. Glorious sunset outside. It's set. That's how late we are mm. recording. Sorry about that. Mm. My fault.
1: Time for another coffee. I think so. Welcome everybody to episode
0: 100. And... Hang
1: on, I got the one. Wrong... I just realized I I've got the wrong glasses
0: on. Oh, oh. Every week I think we're getting close and then and then this <laughs> happens.
1: That's about. Oh no, I can see you clearly now. Hello. I wonder why you were looking a bit hazy there. <laughs> a bit, a
0: bit bait, better looking than normal.
1: Yeah, a sort of soft filter <laughs> on you. Um, welcome, boys, girls, women, children. No, hang on, uh, we've covered all those. Yeah. Uh, welcome to episode one hundred and eighty-seven. Yes, indeed. Of the Mid Faith Crisis Podcast. That number two hundred gets over closer. It's getting
0: closer, isn't it? Just thirteen lucky episodes away from that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or unlucky if you're listening to them. (laughs) Um, Yes, uh, so here we are. My name's Nick Page and that is Joe Davis on a tiny little screen over there. Hello, Hello. That was
0: my little screen voice. Thank you.
1: Do we have any church notices to begin with?
0: Well, I I don't think we have any church notices to begin with, but I will say this. Um, Lovely Shane from Down Under. Can't do Mm. accents, as you can tell. I... I mean, much credit to Shane, who is a dearly beloved listener, as indeed everyone is who listens to this podcast, and he is coming to Lee Abbey. So I consider that outstanding commitment to come from Australia. Uh, that is amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Shane, can't wait. That's brilliant.
1: Well, hopefully he's not just coming to see us. so hope he's got something more entertaining. No, I, I, I well. think he's
0: coming to see us, and I think he's coming to gloat over the cricket. But, that's, but uh, that well, said, <laughs> yeah. it'd still be nice to see him, I think.
1: I watched the cricket last night. I watched the T20. It's better than it was in Australia because now we're just losing to the West Indies. Yes, so it's
0: exactly. <laughs> it's, it's nice to mix it up a bit. And also while we're here, sort of thanking um, listeners for their huge commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, we often say this for the end, but I, I really do want to say thank you so much to everyone who gives to the podcast. We did this thing ages ago. Where we said, look, give us a cup, price of a cup of coffee or even two or three uh, cups of coffee. Um, if you like the podcast, and uh, in fact, I think we said even if you didn't like it, as memory serves. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, you, you know, we're not proud. Yeah, we'll, take, exactly. we'll take money from anyone. But, but thank you so much. We never, we have not gone down the sponsorship because obviously there's a long queue of sponsors waiting to mm. sponsor mm. this uh, <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and we never did that whole. What's the name of that thing where you get more rewards the more you give? Anyway, it didn't seem very kingdom. Oh, it's a Patreon. Yeah, thing. it didn't seem very yeah. kingdom like to me. You know, you mm. give the small stuff, you get just as much. But um, thank you, everyone. So I cannot tell you what a blessing that is. So thank mm. you. Mm. Yeah, great. Uh, well, how is how is your week being? Well, it's been. OK. I mean, Saturday was good. So you may remember I was breaking dry January to eat haggis and neeps and tatties. Uh, mm. Uh, well, it
1: wasn't that that was Breaking Dry January, was it? It was the whiskey that goes it with it. might have it. been
0: the Scottish drink one had to accompany it, but... The Scottish drink. Listen, the <laughs> haggis, I've got to say, was delicious. Absolutely mm, delicious. I, I love haggis. Rachel did this amazing thing, recipe she got off, I think it was Good Food, uh, BBC Good Food Reps, but like really ultra beautiful neeps and tatties, so it's potatoes and swede to you and I. Mm. Um Absolutely fantastic. And um, and she made this whiskey sauce to go over the haggis. Oh, it was just divine. Well, wow, you really
1: did break it then, didn't you? It wasn't just the drink, it was the food as well. No, it was,
0: it was the, the yeah. actual sauce, yes. There was no escaping whiskey. Yeah, so it was, yeah, lovely. And then we watched a film. What film did we watch? Oh, yeah, The Lost Daughter with Olivia Colman. Here, I went to cinema. That's the big news. Mm-hmm. I went to the okay. cinema and I saw Belfast, the new... Um, Kevin Branner film. Kevin? Kevin. Oh gosh. It's been a good it Kevin long day. It's been. That a coffee's really wearing off, day. isn't it? <laughs> no. Kevin
1: Branner. Ke- Kenneth's sort of less talented younger brother. Oh yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, he was a bit of a dropout. Oh, Kev. <laughs> Ken Branner's new film. Sir Ken <laughs> Branner's new film. And it was just delightful. Absolutely delightful. Definitely a Nick film, I think. I think you'd like it. Is it about superheroes? No. Why
1: would I like it then? I don't. Understand. Because I don't it, it is charming Who and
0: delightful and heartwarming and a little scary at times, but also just lovely and about life. Okay, life affirming.
1: I think the only thing there that is like me is a little scary at times <laughs> in that list. Okay, but anyway, I might, I might try it. Who knows? So, Who knows? So
0: there you are. And then the rest of the time, I've been working, boringly enough. Work, 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 work. Well, it's a very good
1: work that you do. So that's
0: pretty... I did uh, talk to our dear friend Steve Chalk as well, and and you know Steve, I mean he's not one to name drop, is he? No, Steve. No, no.
1: Oh, he's shy and retiring. Well,
0: I I have to say that if he was someone to do that, he he exceeded himself. Right? <laughs> <That's a> bit... <laughs> <laughs> we we Hollywood A listers, you know, yeah. and all sorts. There, it was it was a beautiful moment. And um, and mo- most importantly, he said he'd love to come on the podcast again, so we're getting him back. Okay. That'd be good. It's a name drop.
1: Um, we'll hold him over for a
0: Hollywood episode. Yes, exactly. Um, How are you, anyway?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I've been doing lots of DIY. Have you? Lots of painting. Mm. Mm. Well, that's quite hard. I've discovered I like skirting, which is, <laughs> uh, it sounds rude, doesn't it? It
0: does. It does sound like it would be illegal now. <laughs>
1: I very much enjoy skirting. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I hope this translates, I hope this is the same, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know, if it's different overseas, let me know, but you know, I like it, because you cut it at angles, and it all fits together, and it's
0: like doing, yeah, jigsaw, do you do that kind of stuff? Uh, no, do that? no, that's way beyond oh. my gift mix, no, I think, as we've said many times before, I have many gifts, none of them are at all helpful to anyone, really, <laughs> so, you know, that would be practical and helpful. <laughs> I once... Uh, was part of a small
1: church and uh we had to do sort of every we had this thing where every week uh, every year you'd get together and do sort of renovations on it it's basically a sort of it met in a kind of it was a church a sort of slightly enlarged scout hut though if right. fair really <laughs> and and so it always needed sort of renovations it was falling down and i remember once we all got together and did, trying to decide what jobs we were going to do and um and it was one of those things we had to pray about everything you know like <laughs> before you did anything and uh One of the ladies there said, uh, said, "Uh, I'm sorry, I can't do the job assigned to me because I don't have the gift of interior woodwork.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) What a tragedy in life not to have the gift of interior woodwork. It's awful, isn't it? It's like when you don't have the gift of cleaning up after yourself. (laughs) That's difficult. (laughs) I think Paul's
1: life would have been different had he had the gift of interior woodwork. It would have
0: been, yeah. Might have been a bit more fulfilling. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he might not have written so many letters He might have just done a bit more emotioning. Anyway, so I've been doing DIY And uh, I've been enjoying the odd moments of sunlight Yes That have happened
0: Yes, like the one we just had
1: Well this morning we had I just, I went and grabbed Claire and, Did you? Uh, and, yeah I did And I survived to tell the tale And we, I just, we went, went outside We just stood outside in the garden Lovely. For a fleeting few moments And it felt almost spring-like so that was nice, and then the rain was back. Uh, yep. Yeah, and then uh, and then I've got a new bag because you can never have too many bags. Stationery bags, books. I know. Do you know? Do you remember when we talked about the Messiah purchase? Do you remember that? Vaguely we talked about that idea that you buy something that's going to solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have the with bags. The Messiah. This Messiah is the Messiah bag. bag. <laughs> the one, and it
0: never is. It's always a false it's Messiah. The bag to end all bags. Yeah, no, it's It's your life. (laughs) But
1: the the funny thing is about it, I bought it online, but I arranged to meet and pay the guy because he was only in Oxford, so we met outside Waitrose in the car park, and I felt like I was doing a drug deal. (laughs) You know, you you're looking. I didn't know what you looked like. I was looking around for the signs, and somebody was there with a package, and I gave him some cash, and I thought, oh. Felt felt guilty, it, even though it was nothing bad. Anyway, that's that's my a very quiet week, I think you
0: might yes, say. Yes, really. it has. It's been an ordinary week. We'll come back to that. We will. It's been ordinary yeah. time, hasn't it? Yes. Okay, so shall we? Yes, let's feed back. Let's move on to the best part of the show i.e. the bit that has content. (laughs) (laughs) Not us. Exactly. Jane, I like this, Jane. She says, hi, many thanks for the latest episode. And it reminded me of a saying that the great theologian Ronan Keating said. St. Ronan of Keating. St. Ronan of Keating, yes. It's good to hear him Mm. quoted. It's not done enough. Uh, She says, we found love, so don't fight it. Life is a roller coaster. Just got to ride it. Mm. He says, I think St Paul also mentioned about having learnt to be content with whatever comes along. Difficult to do, but so often it is through the hard times that we grow the most. Love the poem about hope, by the way. It can be a tenacious thing. And as Red said in mm. Shawshank Redemption, a little hope is a dangerous thing. Thanks, Jane. Great.
1: Yeah, You're, uh, That thing you talked about, your epiphany. Yes. You, when you epiffed
0: last I week. I did, yeah.
1: It it, that's had a real
0: yeah
1: you know lots of people
0: have been saying about that people have been talking to me about it and yeah and
1: people have been touched by your epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm, I'm moving on. (laughs) <laughs> it's a stupid it's boy. why is that word so weird i don't, I don't know. know anyway there we are i apologize listeners we'll, we'll edit nick's vulgarity out of this you know no we won't mocking no. the sacred it's just no no i want to come back to so it, it's touched
1: it's touched me in a very deep way
0: <laughs> right ian so you, be quite, look away i don't want you to look at me okay right, right. no look up there thank you um, Ian wrote in reflecting on the golden triangle thing that you shared and the tension between goal setting versus accepting our life as it is and asks, how do we share practices and practice practices together to help us accept and to be still and to know and to learn to listen with love, but also to do acts of kindness. So I, I liked what he was saying there, because it's just that practical. And I think it's always good to get practical again you know what do we actually do to embrace this stuff it's one thing to say we know we've got to accept life but what what are the Mm. practices and how do we encourage one another in that is a fair question don't expect me to answer it but i think that's a really good question
1: Mm. yeah i i mean i think it's a challenge isn't it especially since what we're talking about was to a certain extent passive Mm. it is you know accepting something is Mm. is is passive so I suspect it's a lot to do with with a prayerful attitude to it, mm. and you know, to how to sort of being intentional about seeing where God is present, yeah, uh, within that. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't honestly know. But uh, I don't think you stop doing one. It's not like no, a zero no. sum game. You don't just stop doing the other acts no, in order exactly. to just accept what
0: is happening in life. But uh, yeah, yeah, good question. It is. I have to think about that one. Thank you, Ian. Uh, Jill wrote in. Okay, and Jill said this. Uh, dear Joe Nick, I just wanted to say how much I appreciated Joe's thoughts on his epiphany on Worthing Pier. It made me realise that I, too, have a tendency to live for the next pleasurable activity rather than looking for the joy in the dull, ordinary days. And that yeah. has helped me understand some of my mood swings over the last two years, when for long periods there have been absolutely nothing in the diary. Not only that, but of course, we've all had to get used to the knowledge that whatever we planned planned could well be cancelled at the last moment. I've moved on from there to thinking about how we support one another when there is very little pleasure around. As a society, we are not very good at mourning. When we encounter someone who is sad, we seem to think that our job is to cheer them up. But as Christians, we are told to weep with those that weep. How do we do that? When I lost my husband some years ago, I quickly learned to distinguish between those people who were willing to sit with me on the black days and those who simply could not cope unless I was able to paste a cheerful smile onto my face. Sadly, far too many of our churches fit into the second category, with the result that a place that should be able to provide a sanctuary in difficult times becomes a place to avoid. I've now reached a stage of life when inevitably others of my age are struggling with bereavement. It is tempting to pretend that my own experience makes me an expert and to dish out advice on things that helped me. But of course, the circumstances and the personalities are all very different. So how do I apply the lessons of Joe's epiphany to some of these situations? Do I avoid the common advice that this will pass in a few weeks' time? You will you will be able to put it all behind you. Or do I weep with my friends and agree with them that what they're going through is the worst pain imaginable? Finding a wise path between those two extremes is quite difficult. I would welcome your thoughts. Uh, thanks for the podcast. That's from Jill. That's a great email. It is a good email. Thank you. I mean... yeah. It, it raises lots of
1: uh questions i suppose i'd like i'd very much like to get your thoughts on you know how do you learn to sit mm. with others particularly in the bereave, bereavement and that kind of thing um because i think obviously you've got now enormous yeah. experience of of that yeah. kind of thing. i think for the very first bit when she was talking about living for the next uh, experience do you, i i was wondering about this the other day i was just thinking you know do we actually have too much stimulation now <laughs> you know is it mm. uh, have is this boredom has become a sin obviously yes. uh, and i read this i was watching this uh, reading this news article about how there is now so much streaming content you can't possibly consume it all no, no of course you know on netflix no, and amazon no, no. and all this kind of stuff um and so actually it almost becomes it's almost like it feels it's, it's been Pushed on us as, as a duty to sort of live from these moments, these experiences, you know, to do the pleasurable things all the time. I just wonder if that's good for us as a society, no. or whether we should recognise that you
0: you don't actually need to fill your life. No, exactly. With that stuff. No, listen, I I love the moment the TV goes off at night, and I just sit because at this time of year we have a we've got a wood burner, you know, we've got a fire, and I love mm. those moments where you're just sitting there silently staring at a fire mm. for a while. It's really good. I'm I'm convinced it's a really important thing to do um I'm sure we're overstimulated as a society and we're too afraid of boredom I actually I think boredom's not the right word I I think it's right to just go into neutral I think that's the creative yeah, space yeah, yeah. I and mean, if all you're doing is stimulating you're sort of distracting yourself from your problems and issues but actually actually what you need I remember someone telling me about gardening and how slow it was and how it one of the things that this person said to me was that actually that's where they solve all their problems when they're gardening because it isn't overly stimulating. It is quite, it is just about slowly plodding through, turning over the soil, picking out the weeds, doing that, but as you do that, it's like your brain is allowed to go into another space. Mm. Anyway, so I don't know, but I, I I think we are overstimulated and I think the thing about fixing people as well, which Jill was talking about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so easy to go back into that You could, because you, we do want people to be happy and we do want them to. But you just have to understand that the route to someone's happiness is, first of all, to let them really express um, the pain of something, not to rush mm. through that and to validate those feelings in the other person. Of course, it's not silly to be crying. Of course, it's appropriate to be angry. Mm. Of course, you're feeling terrible. Why wouldn't you? You know, you don't get over the death of someone like you get over a cold or virus or coronavirus or whatever. No, this takes years sometimes. So, Mm. you know, cut yourself some slack. Let's, you know, and, and, and yeah, let me sit in silence with you or let me cry with you or let me, you know, that's... That's the path to healing. Not let me tell you this joke, or you know, watch this on telly or let's just distract you from it. Because all that's doing is delaying it for later. It's not dealing. Yes.
1: I I I think th- I just find it so difficult. Mm. I suppose you know I'm so programmed to, you know, to want to help or want to solve things. And the part of it is, I think is ego actually. As part yeah. of it is I kind of want you want to go in. You want to be the one with the wise phrase that will just. Yeah, you know make everything right and uh that rarely happens for me anyway um you know and so i i always have found that very very difficult i I think we need training in it actually i think part of the thing is again our culture is so full of noise and distraction and all this kind of stuff that actually we're not trained just to sit there quietly and we think there's something wrong with a conversation or with a with a time with a friend if nobody's saying anything
0: yeah you know exactly i mean um, I, you know I, I don't like gender generalizations as you know but i think it's something particularly men assume that if someone shares something it's because they want you to solve it for them mm, um, mm. particularly if it's our wives you know and <laughs> and and it isn't they're sharing something with you because they want to share it with you and because they don't necessarily want you to solve it or fix it or anything they just want you to hear that they're going through something and actually they're perfectly capable of fixing it themselves and perfectly capable of asking if they want us to fix it. (laughs) But I suppose my point is,
1: I think that's true, but I think it's also, that is our programme. That's how we were brought up. Mm. You know, the era that we were brought up was all stiff upper lip and and pull yourself together and, you know, go through it. And, um... And now it's it's different. So I hope it's different yeah. for people. Probably. No, it's true. Uh, and you have to unlearn those kind of attitudes. Exactly. I think.
0: And it's also, it's. I mean, so much of life is about discernment. What's really going on in a room? I mean, I've I've sat in meetings where people have been so quick to fix whatever it is someone is yeah. saying, and actually, what that what that meeting really need to be hearing about was a complaint about an issue about mm. something that had hurt someone. And actually, if we'd just given space to that and really heard it rather than jumping to fix it immediately, uh, that person would have felt validated. The energy, the negative energy would have gone and wouldn't have got carried over to subsequent meetings yes. and all the rest of it. You yeah. know how it works anyway. So it's listening really, isn't it, what
1: we're talking about? It's learning to just listen, yeah. even if you're, what you're listening to is just quiet. Yeah, Even if there's no sound, he's learning to sort of read the room, listen to what's really going on, listen to what's behind the words, and just listen to people. Because, Hmm. you know, it's our friend Trevor who talks about listening people into wholeness. That's so good. And uh, you know, it's it's such an easy thing, but at the same time, such a difficult thing to do. Such a simple thing to understand, but such a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah
0: anyway exactly well there you go there's a master class on how to be good friends well i'm bored people.
1: listening to you now so let's move on
0: <laughs> rachel says this uh, no relative by the way uh, she says hello joe and nick greetings from a fellow seven love it she says it's exhausting isn't it yes it is rachel she says
1: yes it is rachel yes
0: <laughs> she says can i confirm that it is she says i really identified with your thoughts and have been slowly having a similar epiphany of my own you can only have a slow epiphany, maybe I'll just keep having the same sudden one, but missing most of it anyway, She says <laughs> for a while now, I've kept coming back to this need to accept where I am right now and live the life I am living rather than constantly looking for the next thing to achieve or experience. It shouldn't be this hard to be satisfied, but I often feel restless and impatient for the next interesting thing. A lot of the time, it feels as though I'm chasing after the wind, as Ecclesiastes puts it. I've been using the prayers You Go app, which always puts the date in the context of the liturgical year. A lot of the time we are in a special season like Lent or whatever, or Advent or something. But I was struck recently by the fact that ordinary time is also listed and counted like the others. It felt oddly comforting and like something I should have already known, that ordinary time has its own season. Maybe realising that ordinary is okay and important and quite, and actually quite nice is also an epiphany of sorts yours eagerly awaiting the next ordinary epiphany rachel (laughs) so there it is ordinary time
1: yes it's i when i first came with i think we might have talked about it before Mm. i i think uh my vicar mentioned to me we were in ordinary time and at once and it sort of light bulb went on i think technically it means time that's counted just by the numbers of the week, so ordinals, I think. Mm. But it sort of means it's, it's all the time that isn't either really sort of Lent slash Easter or Advent slash Christmas, those yeah. two big... Yeah. It's, it's all the stuff outside of those. Um, and I was just looking up a little bit about it, and it says, you know, you never know how seasons have liturgical colours, you know, supposed to... Yeah. Uh, the ordinary time colour is green, Oh, nice. and
0: I thought well that's nice yeah I by thought, the exactly. way, I didn't know that they have colors but I like that you assumed that I did but thank you.
1: Uh, yeah yeah they do I can't I, I don't know.
0: No. It's, it's all symbolism but
1: anyway um yeah I, I liked I loved that actual idea of growth in yeah. ordinary time and that symbolism and and I, I don't think it matters really you know what the kind of Latin origin of it is I think ordinary time is a really powerful concept for us uh to sort of get our heads
0: well it feeds into everything we're just saying about being overstimulated and everything i actually have just have a bit of ordinary time (laughs) will you
1: (laughs) yeah and i think that's the thing and you know you could look around and you one of the things we often say on this podcast is you know to to pay attention Mm. to what's what's happening in your life pay attention to the world around you to really look Mm. and and we've just been talking about listening you know i Mm. suppose it's just using your your senses um because actually, I suppose, in a way, there's no such thing as ordinary time. Every, every time is extraordinary in a way. You know, it's all mm. slightly miraculous. Mm. I, anyway, I was thinking about this. It's good this has come up, because mm. I was thinking about this and about your, your epiphany. Yes. And I wrote a poem-ish thing. Hmm. And I'll tell you how it came about. I was in a, uh, a sort of devotion time. And the person leading it, the, the, the title... We were, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the ministering. Mm. The title was sort of Ministering to the Lord has been this series, okay. which is a bit of a kind of cliché, not cliché, a bit of a mm. Christian oh, sort good. of title. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And, and and she was leading it and she was saying, well, what what ministers to us? What, what blesses us? And, uh, you know, some people mm. put in sort of Christian things. And it was all one of these online things. And I put beer... Yeah. down as i thought that was you yeah, know absolutely. that was the first thing that sort of came to mind Good. um and then she said what thinking about those things how did they bless the lord and i was I think oh, i don't really know how beer blesses god but you know i oh. I, I, I could give it a you know i thought <laughs> anyway and then she said what well, will you will you write um like a line of your own worship song kind of. oh really <laughs> yes well now, you know, to a certain extent that was red rag to a ball here. That's a dangerous thing to say to you. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I was thinking immediately of the worship songs we used to write. Shush. Um <laughs> Terrible as an Army with Sandals was one of my favourite. Raise up holy legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <I, I>, uh, <laughs> Jesus take me as I'm not. Um But you know I, In the end, I thought, actually, the thing that came to mind was a poem by uh, Gerald Madley Hopkins uh, called, I think it's called Pied Beauty. It's glory be to God for dappled things. Anyway, and I I wrote, so I wrote this. I'm going to read it to you because it really was slightly born out of what you said last week. Great. uh, Out of your epiphany. Okay. So here's what I wrote, and it just sort of came out, really. Um, Glory be to God for dogs and beer and laughter, kisses, handshakes, conversation and all the everyday wonders of our lives. Glory be to God for rust and moss and dappled sunlight, wet stones, ploughed fields and all the surprising beauty of the world. Glory be to God for decay and illness, aching joints, hard truths, confessed sins and all the unwelcome guests which lead us Christward. Glory be to God at all times and in all places, not because all times and places are good, not because they are all as God wishes, but because all lives are fragments of glory, and one day we will see that glory
0: clearly and everywhere. Wow. that That is really great. That is really beautiful. It's like you're a creative person, Nick. Sometimes it's just, it's like, it's like, it's just you could be a writer
1: on. or something. I know. not you know? I've thought about that often.
0: <laughs> no, that is really lovely, and well, there's a number of things that jump out of me. But what do you want to reflect on? Well, for me, the interesting thing
1: was I didn't want to write the third line. The glory, ah, the be the decay, and the illness, to God for decay, aching joints and pain. I didn't want to write that. No. And yet, I couldn't sort of not write it. I rarely feel this, you know, I mean, I did honestly feel that there was something in there that needed to be expressed. And I Mm. couldn't, I thought, I can't not write that. I can't, you know, I didn't, it didn't sit right with me. And yet, I think, as we were talking about last week, I think the problem is, you know, we, we think about all this stuff in the wrong way, I think. Mm. I'm coming gradually to realise this, that, 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 you know, it's not a mm. binary thing. We, we, we're yeah. so used yeah. to thinking in, in two lines, yeah. either as cause and effect or a binary. So things are either good or bad, yeah, happy exactly.
0: or sad. Um, mind, w- yeah.
1: Yeah, or one thing causes another. Mm. So because, or we've got to seek a reason for it. Why is this happening? It's because God wants X. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Or this happened so that something else might happen. But I'm not sure that any, I don't think life is a sum yeah. like that. And I think that, yes, there is sadness and suffering and horrible, um, you know, crappy stuff about life. But there's also glory yeah. in that and blessing. And it's a kind of really, you know, it's a, it's a really difficult thing, I think, to get your, your head around or to, to open yourself up to. Um, things can be good and bad at the same time. Yeah. And things can be ordinary and extraordinary at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, that was it no, really, and mate. and you know I think it was born out of you talking about you know it's born out of your now it feels uh, like this notorious is, epiphany. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> it does feel like this is somehow really important, isn't it? It's 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 doing that thing we always thought we should, or not doing the thing we always thought we should do. It's not pushing everything away, but just seeing the wonder in in all of life, and I think there is, mm. and you know I know that. You know, I've got a few aches and pains at the moment, but they make me appreciate all the times so I don't have the aches and pains. In fact, I take it totally for granted. You know, mm. I I take hot water for granted until there is no hot water. I take a back that works until I have backache, you know, for, for granted. And so so somehow there's there is wonder in the whole thing, and I know some things are really terrible, and you, you never wish and they should never happen, and everything, but even those there's there almost seems to be a a spot of redemption when I look back in the darkest, dark things in my life mm. there's I can see how for me and and this may not be true of everyone. I can only talk about me because that's all I really know even even the worst moments, there's something redemptive in them it's not that it's good that they happened and it's not but i mean i'm just saying that out of those there was something that has been redemptive for me so surely i can learn to accept things whether they're good or bad and and perhaps within that to know that that the divine loves me and is always on Mm. my side whatever's going Mm. on and to trust in that um, more and more I, I really like I really love the inclusivity of everything you're saying and I love that you you know you do practice what you preach you notice stuff you notice how great it is to to see a dog or have a beer or the dappled sunlight and everything and I think that's such a great spiritual discipline you know such a great exercise to do because Sometimes you could just wake up and you ache and you can be so full of your woes and cares that you've not even noticed that the clouds are fantastic, that there's mm. sun shining on the trees or that there's little creatures around you and the birds have started singing. In fact, you know, I was noticing this week that there's just that sound of spring in the air. You know, the great tits have started doing their little calls again and everything. And, and for me, that's such a hopeful sound, but it'd be easy not to notice any of that stuff because I was so focused on how busy I was and how I'm going to overcome all the sort of challenges of this particular week. and miss it. And then I could say to you, you say, how are you? And I say, oh, Nick, I'm so busy. There's so many challenges. There's so many hassles going on. And I give you this one-sided narrative of how, you know, stressful my mm. life is because that's the only bit I'm noticing. And I've missed the beauty of everything else that's going on at the same time. So, yeah, I love it.
1: Well, I think that, yeah, to come back on, you know, how does that bless God? I think,
0: mm.
1: you know, God gave us the senses. Mm. And so to praise God through that, you know, to, to to feel the blessing of what you felt this morning with your cup mm. of coffee, to feel the mm. enormous blessing of tasting Ugh. the first taste of a cup of coffee in the morning so. or just that moment of sunlight in mm. the garden or, uh, you know, or, or or I don't know, just any of those moments. I think they're always available to us. Um, the problem is the other bits sort of cloud them out. Either they mm. we're either rushing to another experience, or we're anticipating another disaster, or things getting even worse. You know, or you know, you can you can rush towards either. I think. Yeah. And they can just cloud that moment out when you are just appreciating everything that you've got. I'm mm. I'm really not. I'm really feeling hypocritical about this because I'm so. <laughs> yeah i find it so difficult to do but i think it is worth building into your life certain little rituals mm. yeah, and sure. things that that are around sensory experiences that, that you can just really enjoy those moments
0: yeah well now now you've got me going because now i think i want to write one okay, in fact can i just copy yours because i love yours that's great well, no, i mean <laughs> i really I, like it
1: but don't let me stop you. You know, I think, I think, yeah. Let's let's hear what other people have to say. But I think what what blesses you in life, what really blesses you in life, for the big and the little things, is always worth noticing down. I mean, that count your blessings is a cliche, but it's also a good thing to do.
0: I I just want to ask you a theological question. Coming out of all this, mm. if you reading that blesses another person, have you blessed God? You know, is that how it works? Well,
1: I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what the phrase bless God means. In, in the way <laughs> I'm it not sure used. I do. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I think, I think God must love good sensory experiences. Mm. Otherwise, you, they wouldn't have been created in the first place. Mm. You know, there must be something, taste, smell, yeah, you know, sounds, music. They, they must be holy things. Otherwise, why would they exist? You know, and why would we take pleasure in them? Mm. So I think the way it blesses God, God, I suppose, is for us to thank mm. the divine for those moments.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I think, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say, I think we should finish with you reading that to us again. And uh, a massive thank oh, okay. you. A massive thank you again to everyone who uh, listens to us and who gives to the podcast. And if you haven't got around to giving us a price of a cup of coffee and you want to, You know where you can do. You can go to the website and do that. It'd be lovely. Um, Mm.
1: And if you'd like to send us an email, you send it to... Oh, yes,
0: yes, to joe at midfaithcrisis.org, as ever. Thank you. Mm. Not as ever, but just joe at midfaithcrisis.org.
1: Okay. well, I'll I'll put a link in the uh, show notes to the Hopkins poem that sort of inspired this. Great. Uh, And, yeah, all right, I'll I'll read it again. Thank you. we go. Cheers. Glory be to God for dogs and beer and laughter, kisses, handshakes, conversation and all the everyday wonders of our lives. Glory be to God for rust and moss and dappled sunlight, wet stones, ploughed fields and all the surprising beauty of the world. Glory be to God for decay and illness, aching joints, hard truths, confessed sins and all the unwelcome guests which lead us Christward. Glory be to God at all times and in all places, not because all times and places are good, nor because they are all as God wishes, but because all lives are fragments of glory, and one day we will see that glory clearly and everywhere.